Good morning, everyone. Glenn the Geek here. Horses in the Morning will be with you shortly. I just wanted to give you the latest on the coronavirus coverage for the horse world that we're doing. And I'm kind of losing my voice, so there'll be a fill-in. Lisa's filling in for me today on the Horses in the Morning show, and Jennifer will be there with Jamie as well. Tonight, of course, this is what I have to save my voice for, is the big concert with Templeton Thompson and Sam Gay. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find it on the Horses in the Morning or the Horse Radio Network Facebook page and a bunch of other Facebook pages around the Internet. Monty Roberts is covering it, and we'll have it live. Stacy Westfall will have it live on her page as well. You don't want to miss it. It'll be a couple hours. You can listen to Tempe sing about horses, and she does some of your favorite songs about horses. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We have some guest appearances as well. So it's going to be a fun night and a relaxing night. Last night, I had a great chat with SEO and HR director of the USEF. Uh, You can find it on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. We did it by Facebook Live. It's also on the Horses in the Morning podcast feed if you want to listen to the audio. It was interesting to hear what they are going through at the USEF and uh, what they know about the Olympics and, and with all of that coming up. Tonight on the Facebook Live at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, I have world champion Marsha Hartford Sapp on the plight of the Mustangs in all of this and some tips for being at home with your horses. Plus, my podcasting friend Paul Adams will be joining me with his take on how to really look at the corona numbers and... Uh, you know, do a kind of doing kind of a deep dive. He does that uh, for his listeners, and it's a very interesting. So geek out with us tonight on that. Now on with horses in the morning. Enjoy, everyone. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Lisa Wysocki, and today I am in Mound, Minnesota. Oh, look at you. Really? I didn't even know that. I am. I am, yeah. I am Jamie Jennings, and today I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening (laughs) to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 25th, episode 2399, brought to you today by our friends at Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Glenn has talked himself into a whole, uh, he's gotten... (laughs) Almost no voice, and he's supposed to do uh, the Templeton Thompson concert tonight and MC that and talk on that. And so uh, we've we've we're giving him the time off to sit yes. and be quiet. Jen, as his wife and living in the house with him, how's he doing at keeping it quiet and relaxing and not talking? You know, I've had to get I've had to go in and tell him to hang up the freaking phone at least three times already today. Just yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> When stuff like this happens, he like pings. He texted me at like five o'clock this morning. Yeah. Like, oh why goodness. are you texting me at five o'clock this morning? I might have been awake. I might have clicked like on something on Facebook and he's like, oh, she's up. It's like, yes, it's exactly. It <laughs> does not mean that I want to text with you. I would like to go back to sleep. I'm just trying to kill some time. Anyway, uh, thank you, Lisa, for joining us this morning. It's such short notice. We really appreciate it. Why are you in Minnesota? 
Well, um, my mom turns 97 on Monday. So, <gasps> yeah. So I am I am up here for her birthday and and uh, just to visit with her some and and uh, you know it's it's all going to be awesome. Happy birthday, Mama! When yeah. you when you do the daily Winnie and you add birthdays, add your mama's name in there. Well, we could of course do that. Okay, just making sure you didn't <laughs> okay. screw that up. Uh, well, thank you again for for coming in. We have so much to cover. We're going to have a lot of fun today. And uh, why don't you tell us what we are talking about today, Lisa? Yeah, so we've got Dr. Jennifer James on Wobblers. What is it and what can we do for it? Plus, Joy Hills from uh, Retired Racehorse Radio joins us to give her review of the movie Ride Like a Girl. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, we also have some weird news because I'm tired of regular news. I'm going to give you <laughs> give you a little bit of that. And um, Lisa's going to drop some bombs about the book. So yeah. we'll go to that. But first, we're going to do some Daily Winnies. Happy birthday. So we've got some auditor birthdays today, Alicia Barden and Leslie Covington. Happy birthday to both of you. And of course, my mom, Pat Wysocki, on uh, Monday is her birthday. Oh, I was hoping her name was Kat. No. I don't know why. No such luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gotten away with that. <laughs> no, probably not. All right, my turn. Uh, my daily Winnie goes out to, you know, there's people are losing their minds. They're losing their minds. But my daily Winnie goes out to the Guilford County Sheriff's Office. And I'll tell you why. Um, this is in North Carolina. Uh, Sheriff Danny Rogers reports that on March 18th, deputies with the Guilford County Sheriff's Office Specialized Enforcement Unit initiated an investigation in violation uh, involving a violation of a motor vehicle, blah, blah, blah. There's an 18-wheeler going down the road. And this officer is like, hmm, I don't think that that guy's supposed to be in that car because I'm pretty sure that semi- I don't know. Maybe it was reported stolen. You know what? I'm going to follow him. And while I'm following him, I'll type everything in and I'm going to check it out. And he follows this vehicle, uh, 18 wheeler, and he's driving behind it. And he's like, mm, yeah, this is stolen. So what does he do? Boop, flips the lights on, goes and pulls him over. And um, guess what they found in the back of this tractor trailer? What? 18,000 pounds of stolen toilet paper. Oh, my no goodness. No way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a hell of a lot of toilet paper. 18,000 oh. pounds of stolen toilet paper. You people, this is getting out of control. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, you think that, you know what? We're going to stab open these toilet paper boxes and find drugs. No, there's no drugs. <laughs> just toilet paper. Oh, my goodness. You know, I went to Walmart the other day and, and it was one pack. I found a pack of 20 rolls, but there was a security guard standing in front of the toilet paper. Ah! What's up with <laughs> was it like an actual security guard or an like a Walmart employee? No, an at well, I'm sure it was a security guard employed by Walmart, but he had the uniform and everything on. And <laughs> going, what have we come to? There's a security guard in front of the toilet paper at Walmart. That's I amazing. just am, I, I've had to do so much laundry and 
it's like mud season. So I went to Walmart because I needed to get a couple things. You know, we, you, you go to Walmart when you need like some lettuce and some bleach, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, yes. those things. And, and then like Lucas needed a, like some new socks. So I go, you go to Walmart when you need all of those things. Right. right. So I'm in the Walmart and I need the bleach. So I go all the way to the back of the store to find the bleach. And they didn't have a security guard, but they did have signage saying that you are only allowed to buy one bottle. One. Just one. one. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Like, I mean, <laughs> how much bleach do you need? <laughs> right. Right. God. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's this handy dandy toilet paper um, calculator online now. I put it ah! on my Facebook page. And you can calculate like how often you go and how many times you wipe and how many, how many, pieces you use oh per, my gosh. per wipe and it'll tell you how long your toilet paper is going to last for. <laughs> you know, I heard the local DJs. So, so we have a here in Norman, uh, sports talk radio. And I was like, what on earth could they be? Ta I started out my radio career in sports talk. So I was like, what on earth? This would be like the nightmare of a sports talk radio host would be no sports. What are yeah. you going to talk about? Right. So I was like, let me tune in to see what the sports guys are talking about. I turn on the radio. They are talking about the toilet paper calculator. Really? Like, <laughs> yes, exactly what you said. And they're talking about it. And then they've got everybody in the studio and they're going over like, how many times a day do you poo? Okay, <laughs> how many sheets do you use when you poo? Like, I learned way too much about the yeah. guys. I don't even, I don't even ever listen to that. I just happened to like be curious. And oh my God, I just like, I don't want to know. And then I thought, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this test if Glenn brings it into me because that was TMI yeah. wholesale <laughs> about yeah. these guys. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you know how private. they used to, back in the day, um, Buying hog futures. We're going to be buying toilet paper futures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Charmin Company's stock should be skyrocketing right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. sure. Well, the, all stocks are dropping. That's probably the only one going up. Well, hey, um, we have some, some, I got to get to it. But you know what? Before we get to it, because I'm dying to talk about the book, um, Jen, I'm really sorry. Ricky Bobby was not the winner of the Cadbury egg bunny thing he it was, was very sad so sad tragically like, sad but however it would have been like kicking a puppy if he had won because the one that won i you know i called it on the show i was like this is lovely and ricky bobby's awesome but there is no way that anybody is gonna beat lisa can you describe the animal that won a two-legged dog in a wheelchair. I mean, come on. And he's adorable. And he's adorable, but he's like missing the entire like back half of his body. And he, it's not just in a wheelchair. Like he's like half a dog. Yeah. And yeah. bless his heart. Like, I think you deserve to win. I love her, you buddy, but I think it's so cool that he won. Anyway, uh, I mean, can you imagine the amount of work that it takes to have a dog, like half a dog? I know. I know. I mean, every time the dog has to go out and if you have steps and, and the whole thing and, and, but kudos to whoever owns this dog because he's obviously very much loved. Oh, it's so sweet. It's so, yeah. so that I know it was sad. Ricky Bobby did not win, but yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad this dog won. Uh, if it wasn't going to be Ricky Bobby, 
It had to be this one. Um, there was also a, an Oklahoma connection, apparently, in Oklahoma City. The cat that was in the running was also a big deal around here. People were freaking out about the cat because it's like <laughs> the fattest cat in the state. Apparently. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it was nominated. And I was like, please don't win. It would just encourage diabetic Yeah, cats. I was going to say, maybe that's Anyone. not the best representative for candy is a fat <laughs> animal exactly. of any sort. I was like, either yeah. they're going to love it or hate it. There's no middle. Yeah. Um, well, Lisa, tell us, tell us, tell us about the book. Well, so the fifth Cat Enright book is called The Rain Equation, R-E-I-N, and um, Cat finds herself attending a competitive trail riding clinic with Jamie Jennings and Zeus and two <laughs> Are you serious? Two of our auditors. Yes, yes. And two of our auditors are there also. So we've got Mary Schmidt and Jackie Rollins, who are have a bit in the book. Yes, very exciting. So is this breaking news? Are you dropping some bombs right now? Yes, I am. Yeah, never before announced. So, so after the clinic, they're going on this competitive trail ride. And of course, you know, one of the competitors dies. And, mm-hmm. uh, being that Jamie and Zeus are the last out of the woods because Zeus is kind of pokey, um, Jamie's kind of implicated in the murder. What? Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. They had a long span of time. I don't want to be that girl. Girl, that girl, that girl. Well played, Jen. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. So the book will be out in the fall. Um, it's not up online yet, but there's I think there's a little info about it, maybe on my Facebook page or the uh, or my website. Um, but anyway, it's it's uh, a lot of fun uh, to write with Cat again, and um, you know, it, it just who knows what's going to happen. Okay, the auditors again that made the book because you had like a little competition or something. Did. Right? On, what was on the auditor page? There were like over a hundred auditors who, who kind of submitted themselves and their horses and I couldn't choose. I mean, I absolutely could not choose. So my publisher chose somebody from my publisher's office and they chose um, Mary Schmidt and Jackie Rollins. And um, so they are also on the competitive trail ride and uh, at the clinic. And um, so we all get to interact with, with everybody and, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Now, now, question. I have read the b- books out of order. Do I, and, and I think I'm still missing reading one. Do I need to go from start to finish to, to like get caught up? Are they booked? Do you need to read in order or can I just pick up the rain equation and like kind of know what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're all standalones. I mean, it's great to go front to back because you kind of see the progression of Kat and how she kind of grows as a character and, right. and um, all of that. So, so that's, that's nice. But if you just want to pick up one, um, then, you know, you could pick up any one of them and, and kind of know what's, what's going on. And, uh, and I will say in, in this book, um, Zeus does cause some trouble in the campsite. Ah! It, it's a, oh yeah because everybody Are camps at endurance rides oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. maybe the it's best like one you yet. know him or something well <laughs> i think the whole world knows zeus <laughs> oh, oh my gosh just so you guys know let me update you on zeus he lives in a little paddock of his own kind of in the middle of all the other horses but he needs his own personal space because he is um He's high maintenance, as we know. Yes. So, um, so I don't know if I you heard the story, but like last 
week, or I guess on Monday's show, I was telling a story about Duke. I took Duke down to a 10-acre place about a mile away. And we own 10 acres about a mile away. And I turned him out with the other horses. And um, he apparently didn't want to be there. Pushed, didn't jump out because he's 25. He shoved down the fence in the corner. It's been so wet. He just chested the fence. And I was riding in my arena and my horse, I was on Drax, just like turned. I was like, what? Something's coming. And here comes Duke galloping up the busy road, Ah! galloping home. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. And I, I was like, oh my God. Like this is this is a busy road. Okay, there's there's cars going by at like 70 miles an hour all the time. I'm like, Duke, oh my God. So I jump off of Drax. Of course, you know, I pull the bridle off just so he doesn't step through my reins. He did roll yeah. in my saddle, of course. Uh, I go to get a lead rope. I have to open the clicker for the gate. I get Duke oh. in. I wrangle him. I bring him <laughs> in. And I was like, you know what, Duke? If you don't want to be out on 10 acres, because there was a cow. By the way, that was the <laughs> odd part was like uh, somebody's cow showed up in my oh, pasture. Was that the video that you had? Yes. Oh, I saw that. That was yeah, that's, that's not my cow. <laughs> that cow doesn't live there. The cow apparently is a neighbor's show cow. I've come to find it took me like two days to find the owner of the cow. And uh, he's still out there. And they're like, we'll come get him this week sometime. And I was like, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> So yes, that is the cow. And apparently Duke was not okay with living in a 10 acre pasture with the cow. So he came running home. Mind you, again, this horse is like 25. I I don't, I don't, he's the chillest horse in the world. Apparently just wanted to be home. So I was like, you know what? Hashtag damn it, Duke, you're going to go out in the paddock with Zeus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's your punishment. If you don't want 10 acres, you're going to live in this little paddock with this wild Mustang. And I put him (laughs) in the paddock with with Zeus. And Zeus was so excited to have somebody to play with. He was. (laughs) And I think think last night I was like, okay, your punishment is over, Duke. That's enough. A day and a half in the paddock with Zeus. (laughs) Exhausted. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. You know what? Before we moved Colby's Army to Ashland City, we were in Fairview and the front pasture opened onto the little road. And I had the front gates open and the horses were in the back. And 10 Black Angus cows came barreling into the pasture. Ah! 10 of them. Oh, Lord. One of them them was a bull and, and the other were cows. And so, I mean, but I found that if I. If I kept them in the pasture because I didn't want them to get back out on the road, I w- I could be technically convicted of cattle theft. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, it's a thing. Like I'm sure it Tennessee is. has the same rules as as Oklahoma. There is so about six six eight months ago, a bull and two cows showed up in my yard. Again, things you see in the country, and. I messaged my the guy that I know that has cows. I'm like, hey, do you have cows? And if not, do you want them? And he was like, well, I can't come get them because you know what? There's cattle theft here. It's a big, big deal here in Oklahoma. You go to jail. It's a felony to steal. So I was like, just come I get know. the damn cows. <laughs> I'm nervous. The L's there. He's like, I gotta find the owner. So he went like knocking door to door. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. And finally, finally found the owner and, and the owner thought his brother had been feeding the cows and the brother thought the owner had been feeding the cows. And so they were just thirsty. They drank our hundred gallon tank dry in like seconds. Oh my gosh. Bless their yeah, heart. I they know. were just looking for water. I know. I know. But you know, but you didn't want to go out. It, you know, this bull was young and he was like, you could see he didn't know what to do. He was totally freaked out. 
So I was like, okay. They're like, children, stay inside. <laughs> Everybody, get away from the windows. Yeah. <laughs> well, that oh is gosh. great. Well, hey, before we move on to some weird news, Jen, I would love for you to tell, tell us about what is going down tonight for the Horse Radio Network. Horse Radio Network, big doings is we have the first of what might be a series of fun and free concerts. This one's with Templeton Thompson and her better half, Sam Gay. And we're just going to hang out. She's They're going to sing songs. We're going to have a couple of infamous and famous persons do a little bit of video as well. And we're going to be broadcasting that live on Facebook Live. Just go over to the Horse Radio Network Facebook page, and that's where it's going to be. And, of course, you can share it because it's free. And it starts tonight at 8 o'clock. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So 8 o'clock Eastern is when it's going to start. That means, I, let me tell you, I haven't been to a concert that started before 10 in a long time. So I'm thrilled that it's going to start at <laughs> 7 o'clock my time. 7 o'clock yeah. your time. Yeah. And you can wear your pajamas to the concert. There is no, there's awesome? no dress code. You can bring your own bottle of milk. Whatever. Adult beverage. <laughs> cocoa. Choose. There's so no judging not, because you're the only I one, mean, right? For real. So I'm going to go to a concert tonight, number one, without getting dressed up. Number two, early enough so I can stay till the end uh, without falling asleep. And number three, I get to BYOB. Yes. Isn't that great? Oh my God. Where has this been my whole life? <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Very, very cool. So so we'll be doing that. Uh, A little bit of news, serious news before we get to the weird news is the Olympics are officially postponed for a year. I just feel so bad for all these athletes who have just trained to be at their peak this summer. And now, you know, you'd have to think some of them are just maybe going to just bag it. You know, maybe they're over the age, you know, where they think that they can perform. For some people, it might be their last shot. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just. So yeah, sad. it's really sad. So, um, we, I've, I've, I, I, I can want to call her a friend, but I've had dinner with her and she's a lovely person and her name is Lauren Billies and she's taking her horse Purdy. She is part of the Puerto Rican Olympic team, I believe. Um, so, so she is qualified. We've had her on the show before she went to the yeah. last Olympics and this is kind of her horse is like, I mean, he, I think he's like 17. Like he yeah. is, oh, he might not, he might of, not be, uh, at his best by the time 2021 rolls around. She's yeah. been just killing it, man. She has just yeah. been doing so great with him and getting him out there. And she just wrote a really sweet and sad letter about hearing the postponement of the Olympic Games and how she yeah. feels devastated. And she was so incredibly happy with how Purdy was going oh. and feeling. Wow. And it's just, I mean, not only, like, it's one thing to get yourself into shape. But our yes. our Olympians that have the equestrian component to it, you know, you got an equine yes. friend that you have been just nursing along. And I mean, think about if you have just a horse show coming up in a couple of weeks, how you're like, don't trip, don't twist your ankle. You know, all that. Right. Can you imagine ramping that up to an Olympic pressure? Oh, I can't. I can't. And then now she has to make that decision, you know, is she going to go another 15 months with him or, and, and she's probably not the only one. I'm sure there are others that are in the same situation. And I think, you know, Japan and the Olympic committee probably made the decision they felt that was the right thing to do, but it still has these devastating consequences. It does. It does. So it's very, I'm very sad for Lauren and I'm sad for everybody who was, who was late. I feel, I, I don't know. 
I feel less sad for like the people that have a string of horses that right. they're at every <laughs> yeah, Olympic they have Games. Yeah. They have options. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this one's not ready this year. Oh, we'll just take this one, you know. But somebody mm. like Lauren, it's just I mean, this is like her yeah. her life is this horse, you know, and, and and she's done such an amazing job with him. So anyway, hang in there, sister. Um, and we'll see you next year. And speaking of like uh, another person, El- Ellen Doty Hume, her her thoroughbred um, Obi Sir Oberon was doing his last ever five star this year. She's competed at Rolex and now Land Rover so many years in a row with this horse, and he, she she was going to retire him after this year, and I got now that's gone. Him. Yeah, that's gone too. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep going? Or are you going to try for next year? I I mean, I just yeah. I don't know how these people do it. Too much pressure. You know what? I'll just trot circles in my arena and just <laughs> pop over cross rails and be there happy. You go. There you go. <laughs> that's why I'm not an Olympian, Lisa. It's oh. the pressure of the competition that keeps me from it. I'm sure that's the only reason. How about you? I'm sure that's the only reason. Yes. Yes. No, I, I, you know, I competed uh, at a national world championship level, but it was Appaloosa horses. So, but still the pressure was there, but uh, I just can't imagine where you have one event that you trained for, for four years and so many little things could just wipe you out of the competition things you have no control over i i don't think i could do that no i, I, I couldn't do it uh it, it's incredibly heartbreaking yeah uh, jen do you have the news sound uh, glenn plays it in between my weird news stories and it's like yes Oregon yes. police are trying to let you know. They're reminding you. This is very important. Okay. Do not. How about just stop it? Stop it, people. Do not. Oregon police are reminding residents. Don't call 911 if you run out of toilet paper. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, this world has gone crazy. People You've got to be kidding. Are calling in Oregon 911. One, to have them bring them toilet paper. No way. I can't can't even imagine. Newport, Oregon. Yes. And (laughs) apparently bidet makers have told multiple media outlets that they've seen sales of their bottom washers skyrocket in recent weeks. Oh, I have no doubt. That's up. But yeah, people stop calling 911 for toilet paper. (laughs) I got one more toilet paper story. Hold on. Oh, oh, sorry. Let me get over here. Move, get the right mouse. Makes me want to cry because I'm just like, what is happening in our world right now? <clears throat> I, 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 I don't. <sighs> okay, <laughs> this is, took took place in Missouri, Missouri Walmart. <laughs> okay. You know if it's in Missouri and it's in a Walmart, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Jessica Hinkle, store manager at the Walmart store on Sunshine Street in Springfield, had a woman shopping in the toilet paper aisle. And her water broke. Ah! No way. (laughs) Apparently, as soon as the lady's water broke, the expectant mother shouted employees, my last child was born only 30 minutes after water broke. We got to hurry. Another customer who works as a labor nurse sprang into action, 
put on gloves that she had in her pocket while other workers (laughs) alerted authorities and blocked off the aisle to give the woman some much-needed privacy. Springfield firefighters arrived just in time to assist the nurse with the delivery of the baby in the aisle of a Walmart toilet paper aisle. Oh, my goodness. That baby... That baby's never going to live that down. That baby's going to be named Sherman. You were born in the aisle at Walmart. And you have to say it with this. I was born in Walmart, uh, toilet paper aisle during (laughs) coronavirus drama. Wow. I could. Yeah. Yeah. When that baby's 90 years old, that's that's going to be the sum of that baby's life. <laughs> uh, Manager Jessica Hinkle said the customers clapped and cheered for the woman as she was being taken out of the store on the gurney. And the manager said she spoke to the woman on Thursday and both mother and baby are doing well. Is it a boy or a girl? Do we know? You know what? Life's mysteries. They don't say. Really? <laughs> well, I can't really? sleep tonight. I'm not going to sleep tonight until I figure it out. Yeah. I, I want to know the name. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving past that story. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, next one. Oh, next one. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear more about man told to turn down music, chase neighbor with a sword? We got time for one more. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or French athlete runs entire marathon on apartment balcony. Uh, I think I want to go with the sword. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, the guy literally ran an entire marathon on his balcony. And what I liked about the story. Oh, no. No. There's a video. <laughs> he just runs back and forth, back and forth <laughs> over 3,000 times on oh. his balcony. So it's like doing wind sprints back and forth. But he said it was hard because he couldn't get up a, you know, some good speed. And um, this is, uh, he actually said that his girlfriend was his support team. And guess what? She took care of him during the whole entire thing. She fed him M&Ms and Coca-Cola as he ran. <laughs> what was his time? Long balcony. What his time was? Oh, wait, I have it. Hold on. His time ended up being six hours and 48 minutes. <laughs> he says that took him way longer than normal because he can't get up. I can imagine. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this yeah. is in France, just so you know. All right. Okay. I, I had to tell you about that one anyway. Um, <clears throat> this is in Manchester, New Hampshire. The world is going crazy. A man has been accused of grabbing a two and a half foot long sword and chasing another man who politely asked him to turn down his music. A man knocked on the door of Benjamin Leyland, 47, on Monday, and Leyland reported became upset and grabbed a sword, chased the man down the hall. No injuries, but he was charged with criminal threatening, and he'll be arraigned uh, oh, today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, can you, I'm sorry, can you turn your music down? Holy shit. <laughs> exactly. I was Run. totally not what the guy expected. No. Totally. Totally not. All right. There's your weird news. Oh, my goodness. You got to play it one more time. You got to end it. Well, we'd like to thank Stateline Tag for being such an awesome sponsor of our show. And if you go to Stateline Tag right now, number one, they have special offers on supplements. Also, 20% off of Tough Rider. And that is Fly Sheets Apparel. I just noticed flies, Lisa. Flies. Oh, they're just, they're out. Yes. It's early. So now in addition to coronavirus, we have flies in March. 
Oh my gosh. They have a whole section on enjoy a fly free season. And it's showing you all of the things that you could get repellents, fly sheets, wormers, and more. Yeah. I was, um, you know, winter sucks, right? Yeah. But, but the gift of winter is no bugs. Exactly. I mean, exactly. you gotta take, you gotta take the good with the bad. I mean, I was riding in the arena and you could just see the flies, like they're just the babies and they're starting to move around. So, yeah. um, I don't know what I need to do, but uh, we need to get out there and start doing something. And my horses are going to benefit from state line tax products that they have, which again, tough rider, they're doing 20% off of fly sheets right now. So you are crazy not to go in there. If you're going to get yourself one, they have the tough rider sport and it has the neck on it as Must well, which oh, I like that. Yeah. Got have the neck yeah. and it's $65 on sale. So it's a great deal. I mean, these things yeah. in the middle of the summer will go for, you know, a lot more in most places. They have a just a re- regular standard neck at $44. So definitely get out there and get a uh, good deal on some fly sheets because now is the time people. Oh, yep. the, oh, that one's like a, like a little purple plaid fly sheet. Oh, oh it's so like, it's purple plaid. You know, I think you're right. You know what? Yeah. Zeus doesn't get fly sheets because he destroys he tears them. them. I know you're uh, well, true, true. Ha- this but, is my sir, your surprise face. Can I see it? Yeah. Wait, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but if everybody goes to State Line Tech now, you get your choice of colors and styles yeah, so and quick. everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It'll all be gone. All the good stuff. <laughs> well, and the sale will be over too. So yeah, definitely true. go check it out at statelinetech.com. That's the place to get 20% off of Tough Rider stuff right now. Also, you can go and uh, check out all of their popular deals. And, oh, 20% off of the Letitia collection. Oh, my gosh. Stop, Jamie. Focus. Stop. (laughs) Okay. We've got to call Jennifer Janes and talk about wobblers. Okay. Let's get our guest on. Yes. So we've got Dr. Jennifer Janes, and we're going to be talking about wobblers. And I had a wobbler when I was training horses years and years ago. But um, tell us, first of all, what is this? So wobbler syndrome, quite simply, when I explain it to people, is obviously the horses present with a neurologic deficit due to compression of the spinal cord. So we think of this as a neurologic disease. However, the reason that that kind of wobbling, which is why we call them wobblers, is occurring is because the vertebrae or the neck bones themselves have different malformations that are actually compressing that spinal cord. So um, we think of it as a neurologic disease, but there's actually underlying it's a musculoskeletal disease and those two systems are overlapping. Wow. Now this horse that I had was, Mm -hmm. uh, when it came into my barn, was a long yearling. And I really didn't know anything about the disease, but I apparently some, some of these horses present as fairly young horses. Yes. So when we were kind of uh, looking in our group and everything, uh, we typically in the range will say one to two years of age is most common as far as kind of thoroughbreds and some of our light breed horses. Um, But honestly, I've seen it as young as six months of age. Um, And I think some of that relates to in in our younger horses is they're still kind of getting their legs under them as they're growing. And so it's sometimes difficult to determine, like, is he just awkward and trying to figure himself out or 
actually neurologic. Um, as far as our warm blood horses, um, we'll see those, those can present a little bit later, up to anywhere five to six years of age. And that relates to the vertebra themselves and their development and the closure when we think of like growth plates with skeletal development. Um, so in the neck, those growth plates don't close until four to five years of age in our thoroughbreds and about five to six years of age in our warm blood. So we can actually have a long gap of when this disease can actually present in our overall younger group of horses. So what are some of the symptoms? I mean, are they just clumsy and it does it affect like front legs and back legs or just one set? Um, so clumsy, absolutely, <laughs> depending on <laughs> depending on how severely they're compressed. Um, I think one of the interesting thing of, things about wobbler syndrome is that typically the hind limbs are more severely affected than the forelimbs, um, but we will see forelimb involvement. And the reason for this is, is that the nerve tracts in the spinal cord that control where you place um, or where the horse places their feet, um, the nerve tracts that control the proprioception or where they're placing for their feet for the hind limbs are most superficial. So they're compressed first or they'll mm. be affected first. And yeah. so that's why classically, and you know, you always say classically, but you know, there's always a spectrum, right? A range of what these clinical presentations look like. But the classic appearance is hind limbs more severely affected than forelimbs, but definitely you can see involvement of, of both depending. So, and right. that's what makes it a little difficult to, you know, you always need to keep in mind other neurologic diseases. So, when your veterinarian is working these horses up, they'll mention things like EPM, which can also cause neurologic deficits. And so yeah. that's why it's important just to kind of go through the whole diagnostic protocol to figure out where you are. Right. Now, is this painful for the horse? Um, as far as pain... I think where we're going with that is one of the things that's really helping us as far as understanding um, just diseases of the spinal cord and diseases of the neck and back in general is that our advanced imaging is getting a lot better. Um, so we always think about radiographs, but now we're actually to the point where in referral settings, um, horses can now get CTs of their neck. And so um, depending on, um, we're kind of hitting that point where the size of the horse is no longer prohibiting what kind of imaging we can do. And so um, now we're seeing that you can actually have compression of the little spinal nerve roots that exit and kind of go down into the muscle. And so sometimes these horses will um, look a little painful, but it just depends on what's being compressed. It's definitely not a one catch-all type thing. We see different types of malformations for sure. And I'm sure there's different levels of the problem. So some, some might be severely compromised and others it's maybe not not quite absolutely absolutely and it um it's also not uncommon we can see a, a variety of um when we say they're compressed we'll we'll identify the specific joint location in the um in the neck so between say the third cervical vertebrae and the fourth cervical vertebrae that intervertebral joint they're compressed there but they actually can be compressed at multiple sites mm -hmm. um along the neck so sometimes it'll be one site um in in severe cases it can be up to three sites um, but also it depends on not just like the number of sites, but you may only be compressed at one site. But if you have some significant changes in those vertebrae there, it can it can really unfortunately compress that cord and cause some pretty um, significant uh, lesions. So oh, um, again, yeah, like we were talking about before, it's definitely a range and a spectrum. So you've got a horse, uh, you mm -hmm. called the vet out, the, the horse, yep. the, the vet's diagnosed uh, wobblers, wobbling mm -hmm. syndrome. And what do you do? 
So this is when you start to have very um, kind of in-depth and honest conversations. Um, it's definitely uh, a decision that has multiple factors as far as what you want to do um, and just being very honest with yourself and your veterinarian. Um, if you've come to a diagnosis of wobbler syndrome, um, you know, typically kind of how you'll progress, you've gone through the neurologic exam, um, ruled out other diseases either by CSF taps, things like that. You've shot some radiographs. We have ratios that we can say we think they're narrowed there. Um, to definitively define compression, uh, we do what's called a myelogram. And so the horse is anesthetized and basically a contrast is introduced um, into the spinal column and then um, they shoot radiographs and move the horse's neck and so we can actually see that spinal cord compression. So once we've kind of come to that point, um, there is conservative management um, and in the form of nutrition uh, because we know it's a multifactorial disease. So the horses that tend to be affected um, tend to have a more rapid growth rate. They tend to maybe be a little bigger in size and their um, age match kind of pasture mates. And so if a horse is, this is typically most effective if they're less than a year of age, um, but you can do some nutritional things to um, kind of decrease their um, either um, kind of energy and protein or look at their calcium phosphorus ratio. We know trace minerals such as copper and zinc are super important. Um, but typically this kind of dietary conservative um, approach is most successful um, when they're under a year of age. And that's related just to mainly like the growth patterns of the horse. So their uh, growth, first big growth spurt is zero to six months of age. And their second big growth spurt is around puberty, which is about a year to, to two years of age. Yeah. Um, you can definitely, there's, um, you know, looking at anti-inflammatory. So when we look at steroids, NSAIDs, just to keep them comfortable. Vitamin E is really important for just kind of, you know, spinal cord neurologic tissue health. Um, and then also there is a surgery. And I will definitely defer to my colleagues that um, <laughs> perform the surgery. Um, but I know that those conversations entail, you know, the number of sites that are compressed, how long right. they've been compressed. And so, um, but there are several areas around the country where the surgery can be performed. Um, obviously, I'm located here um, in Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky. And so um, I know at some of the clinics here, horses will ship in um, different surgeons. Um, for instance, Dr. Barry Grant will travel around the country here in Lexington. We have Dr. Stephen Reed and Dr. Brett Woody. Um, so it's just being in contact and being in that network and deciding what is best for your horse. And I think the right. other thing is when you're looking at treatment, if you're looking down the surgical route, is realizing that you know, it doesn't stop at surgery, it's post-operatively and all the rehab that goes into that to, to get your horse back. So, um, and just understanding that, that it's a journey and there are ups and downs. And so right. um, I think that's kind of the, the, it's a, it's definitely a big discussion to have for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. And we've got to wrap pretty quickly, but I, okay. uh, I do have one other question and um, you know, you're talking about the growth spurt, you know, that mm -hmm. can be a cause is, is another cause maybe just poor confirmation? Um, we don't or look not. at con confirmation as much per se, okay. um, but I could definitely see from the standpoint that, um, you know, maybe if the alignment in the neck is not, you know, as good as we would like or something, how that might kind of, you know, set up for something down the road. But we definitely think more environmental factors and then the longstanding question of, uh, you know, the role of maybe genetic determinants. So, but Got definitely it. a multifactorial kind of puzzle piece type of deal. Got it. 
Got it. Well, this has been really awesome. Where can we either find you or find more information about this? Um, so I personally am located, I'm a, a veterinary anatomic pathologist. I'm at the University of Kentucky Veterinary Diagnostic Lab. And um, I think just emailing me um, is um, a way to go. And then um, obviously, if you look on different sources online, like the horse.com and stuff has some some good information for sure. Okay, how would we email you if, um, if um, one of the listeners oh. has questions? Yep. Uh, just my name, Jennifer.Janes, J-A-N as in Nancy, E-S, at UKY.edu. Awesome. Well, thank you and so guess, very much. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many things that are terrifying about horses. I know. Now there's more. Now there's more. Now there's more. And, you know, when, when this horse came into my training barn years ago, um, I had no idea. I was thinking EPM and, and you know, but it presents like that, but it totally wasn't. And then, you know, you look at this this poor horse who's, you know, uh, ending up being a pasture ornament, which was fine. But some horses, you know, who are severely compromised, they don't have such a good outcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's hear from Greenflower Botanicals before we get to my co-host on Retired Racehorse Radio to hear about the movie Ride like a girl. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. Well, in our continuing series about CBD oil, we're going to talk about how we can use CBD oil to treat anxiety that's such a huge problem in people and in our pets and horses. So Roger, how can we how can we use CBD oil to help us deal with our everyday stresses in life? First of all, that's probably the number one uh, reason uh, at least we see people purchasing CBD oil from um, our website and different outlets is for relief of anxiety, whether it's a person or it's um, separation anxiety or storm anxiety in pets or arena anxiety in horses, and just the way CBD works uh, with the central nervous system and and the brain. It just really is a very effective uh, anxiolytic uh, in the way that it works uh, with just literally no side effects. And, And again, the other good thing about CBD, not only does it have this wonderful, really calming, stabilizing effect, but unlike some people know CBD and marijuana are kind of tied in together, um, but unlike that, there's absolutely no intoxicating effect. There's no sedative effect. So it's not making you groggy or sleepy. So you're fully alert. Uh, you're just really more balanced and just this sense of, of control and so forth and so on. So again, it's a, it's a wonderful product. Can't recommend it uh, highly enough when it comes to anxiety-related issues. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to treat anxiety um, and behavior issues, especially in our animals, without using something that sedates them. So this is such a great alternative to, so that they can keep their wits about them and still uh, reach their top athletic performance and keep their brilliance, but can be more relaxed and be the horse they are at home when you're at the shows. <laughs> they can be like the horse you know and you know they could be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because um, yeah, it, you know, it helps Thank them learn. Go ahead. That's the other thing. It calms them down, which then helps them learn and, um, and perform. Yeah. And when you're nervous, everybody knows you forget a lot of things, you know, like your memory doesn't work and you, you make some mistakes. 
So this is a great way to relax the, your yourself if you get show nerves or your animals, and they can be at their peak performance. So, Roger, Absolutely. where can people find out more about uh, Greenflower Botanical products? Sure. Just go over to greenflowerbotanicals.com. You'll see all of our products there and also a lot of really great information to help you learn more about it and how to choose products and how to dose and everything like that. And as well, we have a special coupon for HRN listeners. If you use coupon code HRN, you'll save 20% off your first order with us. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. All righty, we'll cut there. All right. Give Joy a call. Adrenaline. I was listening to that. Adrenaline up, learning down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Hello. Hello, friend. How are you? Good. How are you? We're great. Thank you for coming on to talk about this. All right. We're not live, so we're going to be live in just a second. No problem. All right. Okay. Let me write down in three, two, one. Well, my co-host from Retired Racehorse Radio is on to give us a review. But first of all, let's back up. What's happening, sister? How's life in the house at Kalamazoo, Michigan? Oh, living my best life. It's so fun working from home with our new stay-at-home executive order from the governor. So it's a little chaotic, but my dogs are happy. I'm drinking a soy latte and trying to work, but I'm distracted. (laughs) <laughs> Her husband has deployed, which I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, nah. <laughs> like oh. you're living this like dream life with your pets in the house. You got can you yeah. still go out and see your horses and stuff? I can because it's considered an outdoor activity that's good for our mental health. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Well, cool. I'm glad that uh, that uh, you're able to still keep doing that. I know a lot of people that are boarding are struggling with trying yeah, to. Yeah, a lot of out. barns have decided to close. Um, they're not required to, but the law is a little bit iffy of how things look. So I know if you're just a lesson student, you cannot go out, unfortunately. But if you are a boarder, um, and you have your own horse at this time, you are protected to be able to still do that. So I'm very lucky oh in that gosh, regard. I can't imagine locking you in the house and then being like, and by the way, for extra fun, you can't uh, I take that $500 to... fine. No problem. Yeah. It's basically exactly. a vet bill. It's fine. Catch to it. Catch me. <laughs> well, hey, so there's a movie that came out that I got, talked about a few weeks ago. And it's called Ride Like a Girl. And I'm so excited to watch it. And then this crisis happens where my child doesn't go to school, which is where I usually watch adult movies when he's in school. Mm -hmm. And now school is pretty much canceled. Um, So I haven't been able to see it yet. So I want you to give us a review of the movie without spoiling it. Can you do that? I can definitely do that. So the first thing I'm going to preface and no hate, I don't want anyone to at me about this. I don't really like horse movies. I'm just going to say it Um, because most of them are, it's the girl who's never been on a horse, but then she finds that horse and then they make a special bond. Yeah. He's completely feral. Uh, They do some sort of event and at the local 4-H club and somehow save the farm with this hundred thousand check that doesn't 
exist in real yeah. life. Yeah, because yeah. the, the the local show they won. Now they're super champions, and yeah, they get to save the farm. And and again, yeah, the girl like gentled this wild horse that was wild weeks ago and now it's winning like, ginormous expenses. Whatever her Just training gosh. methods are, I need to learn apparently. <laughs> no, you don't because they're not real. That's so true. I understand you not liking it. I yeah. mean, there's some horse movies that you must love. Like I do. I do. Story River and Secretariat. Like I, and yep, Secretariat, Hildago, but they're oh, also yeah. male dominated. So when this movie came out, like, oh. how are they going to portray a woman lead in this? Is it going to be like the stereotypical, you know, she's going to be over emotional, over the top. And she's, it's not. It is one of the most brilliant films out of all films I've ever watched. I really? highly recommend it. It was beautiful. So the one thing I will start out with that I loved is they actually took real family video and commentary to start and end the movie which I thought was brilliant. So you kind of got that first glimpse into so is this a true story. It's a true story. It's about um, Michelle Payne. Um, they call her Shelly. She is the youngest out of 10 children. Her mother died at an early age. Um, eight out of 10 of the kids became jockeys. Her dad trained horses on a small farm and they would race them at the local clubs. And yeah, it was just really remarkable. She has a great relationship with her brother, Stevie. And you'll see, her actual brother plays in the movie too, his own role. He has Down syndrome and their relationship is just so breathtaking and so amazing. Like you will cry, they're, but they're like happy tears. That's You're just like going to cry because it's so moving. Anytime a good horse movie comes on, I pretty much cry through the whole thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally cry in movies and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I'm so yeah. glad. So uh, Jen, I know is going to ask her to, Je Jen, go ahead and ask your question that you always ask about every horse movie. What is the fake Winnie level? <laughs> Honestly, there aren't really any. No. This was a director, and I've been trying to get her on Retired Racehorse Radio. So if anyone has any ability to help me with that, I need you to email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com. But she she went and actually understood the horse world. She actually thanked all of the jockeys and the racing industry at the, be or at the beginning of the title credits. Like, she studied what it's actually like. And you can tell it felt more like a documentary than just a movie, but it was very well done. It was very entertaining. And it, I wouldn't recommend having young children watch it because it does point to a lot of the double standards and sexism in the sport, um, but not over the top either. You know, there's not any explicit scenes. No one's really swearing or anything. It's just unless you're prepared to have those conversations, there's sometimes those remarks that we know as adults, but a child might be a bit confused on it. Oh, it's a perfect time to educate your child, man. I'm going to, if there's no nudity and there's no, I, you exactly. know, the only thing like I let my kid watch bad language cause he knows not to say it. And I told him, I'm like, you can watch PG 13 mm -hmm. movies that have bad words in it. As long as you, you the first time you say one of those words, you don't get to watch them anymore. You know, it's okay that they yep. know the stuff. Um, but if there's like sex or any sort of like, yeah, anything there's nothing like inappropriate. It is, it is really focused on her. And if anything, to me, it justifies safe sport being a thing. 
it is so necessary to have something like that. Not to get overly political this early in the morning, but it will <laughs> kind of open your eyes of if you've never been in that experience, why it's there. Um, because she had to face all the double standards. A woman had, everyone said a woman would never win the Melbourne Cup. And for those who don't know what the Melbourne Cup is, it is like a national holiday in Australia. It is the race that everyone will stop. All industries will stop and they will watch this horse race. It is their Kentucky Derby on steroids. Oh, I got goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. I can't oh, wait. It's on my bucket list to go like see that in person. I, I need to do that before I die. But so for her, she went out on this amazing gelding. He's gorgeous, you know, dark bay, lots of chrome. And um, their chance of winning was 100 to 1. Okay. Well, we're not going to tell you what happened. No. <laughs> so you can um, Google it. But uh, yeah. yes. It, ride but like even, a, yeah, ride. ride like a girl. Um, highly recommend. You won't regret it. You can get it on YouTube. You can rent it on YouTube if you want. It's only it's on seven Netflix. bucks. DVD, mm -hmm. Amazon Prime, and Hulu also on uh, YouTube, I guess. Perfect. So, yeah. We're all uh, stuck you, at home anyway. I know, right? Might as well go watch it. I have heard nobody that I've has seen it has given it a negative word. No. Like, Everybody's like, oh my God. Out of any movie, even Marvel, I would probably watch this above Marvel, and I love Marvel. Wait so, a second. I know. I, mean, I know. That's fighting words. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ride Like a Girl is the name of the movie. Now, Joy, before I let you go, I think our episode of Retired Resource Radio comes out today. What is What are they going to learn about? They're going to learn about a lot of things. So we talk to um, Lope, who is a rescue out in Texas. They have um, thoroughbreds and ex-racing quarter horses. So you can kind of learn a little bit about what the quarter horses are like as they transition from the racetrack coming on. Um, and we also are going to have a really cute adoptable horse. So make sure to check in. And Jen Reutz comes on to talk about how during quarantine times and social distancing, how you can still be engaged and support other equestrians within the sport. So you'll definitely want to check it out. Really fun, too, is we've been having new vocations on. And the young lady who trains all the horses off the track at new vocations kind of we started bugging her for training tips and really, really, really interesting and educational talking to Leandra and to the lovely woman from Lope. So, uh, really I, I felt like it was a very educational episode and not mm -hmm. just an informative one, but like also educational. So definitely check it out. When, when does that come out, Jen? Do you know? Uh, sometime today. Okay. Whenever Jen yeah. gets, I'll to make it. sure to put a link up too. So you guys can find it and make sure to follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page and you'll get all the updates. That's right. And if we have, have a special HRN surprise app, for you It'll too. automatically go to your phone. We have a surprise. Well, we have a special special episode drink that we don't normally do. Oh, you may want right. to try. So if you want you, that, you're going to have to tune in. Wait, what was it called? We will the learn. Quarantini. You will learn the quarantini. The <laughs> recipe for the quarantini. Oh, my God, you guys. Tune in to Retired Resource Radio. Get your own quarantini. I made it for Chad. He was like, oh, my God. This is, like, really good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's one magical component to it that you'll have to tune in to Retired Racehorse Radio to learn about. Joy, thank you so much. Love you, mean it. Bye, guys. Love Bye, you. Joy. Woo. Well, let's see. What did you learn today, Lisa? Oh, my goodness. Well, I learned I have to tune into uh, Retired Racehorse Radio because I want to learn about the quarantini. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs>
<laughs> I learned about that, and and I learned uh, if if you have a horse who's clumsy, uh, don't just assume it's EPM. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, assume it is, and then when it does, <laughs> hope it is, really, in the whole world. Well, yeah, yeah. Bubbler versus thing. All right, well, I learned um, I learned that I'm, Zeus and I are, like, we're going to be famous. We're yeah. in a book, and Zeus is drama for your mama all the time. Um, yeah. I also learned a little bit. Uh, I learned about wobblers, and I learned that I am watching Ride Like a Girl today. She sold me on it. So, oh, I was uh, I was on my Amazon Prime trying to pull it up while while I was listening to you guys talk because yeah, me too. Okay, well, look, and now it's perfect. We finished the show. We're starting to lose Lisa, <laughs> so <laughs> let's end it while we can. Spay neuter geld. Everybody have a great day. Go to horsesinthemorning.com. Follow us on Facebook. You can also follow me, Flyover Farm, Jamie Ma- Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor on Facebook. It's a new page. Check it out. Look at right. you getting your social media game on. Oh, my awesome. God. I know. Joy's teaching me. She's so good at all that social media stuff. She's so organized. Yeah. 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 She go. does all the work. I just show up. I'm going <laughs> to right. go make some popcorn and watch a movie. Oh, and then tonight, don't make sure you have your quarantini for the concert. Eight o'clock. Horse Radio Network Facebook page. Eight Eastern, Templeton Thompson.